Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. third ODI between the Netherlands and England with the tourists winning by eight wickets sealing the series by three to nothing convincing indeed indeed we'll we'll look back uh, over the three games as a whole here from both camps plenty to look forward to you're listening to the following on podcast from TalkSport Okay, well, it's an absolutely extraordinary victory for England because it's at a canter they've won with 20 overs to spare Uh, they say you double your total in in the final 20 of a one-day inning, so they might have made 500. 248 uh, for two against Netherlands, 244, which wasn't enough, uh, and, and England utterly dominant, really. Uh, I, 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 I think we shouldn't underestimate just how good and dangerous England are. We shouldn't underestimate how little exposure Netherlands have had of late uh, to the best sides in the world and how different that con- con- contest is. And we must forget that both sides are missing some of their key players. Um, and probably that hurts the Netherlands more than it hurts England. Uh, Gareth, your overall impression of that performance today to start with? I thought today England were good in their skills with bat and ball. I thought they could have been sharper in the field um, by their own standards. We've seen uh, England teams in the past sort of 18 months being very dynamic in the field. I thought they were just a little bit off in the field, but... Uh, from not being out there, you don't know how that outfield is and whether people are, are just erring on caution with their bodies. Um, but from a skill set point of view, I mean, it's it's there for all to see. With ball, they were pretty good. And the guys coming in, uh, Willie coming into this series after being sort of on the peripheries for a period of time, Payne um, getting a debut is wonderful. Uh, Carson showed that he's, you know, he's backing up his words of bowling with some pace in those middle areas and, and looking to rough a few up. The spin is covered off uh, Rashid is as good as there is in the world he's wonderful and then the batting performances um, well we are we are right up there with the uh, powerhouses in 
in white ball batting and there's still some names to come into that uh, when you think there's no Bairstow, Stokes and Root. Um, wow, we are blessed with some wonderful, wonderful players right now. And you look at England objectively from the outside, Ryan, um, I don't see any diminishing of the force that won the World Cup. No, if anything, is strengthening. Uh, you know, the left arm option is going to be important for them. You can argue that Arch is a big miss uh, when he does come back in. That'll strengthen the, the bowling lineup. And like you said, the spin option's covered. Again, they've unearthed someone like Phil Salt, who's, who's just as powerful. He's still got Stokes and Bairstow to come in. And I think for someone like Matthew Mott, you know, it's a difficult task to come in here. How do you make this team better? And I think, like you say, you'd make as long as they're not diminishing their power, as long as they're not diminishing their, their thought process around how they want to play the game, I think he's winning. Is there anything that either of you see in England? I mean, you mentioned the fielding today you thought wasn't quite on point. Uh, any areas you see that, that would obviously need improvement to winning the World Cup, a T20 World Cup, which is the next most important thing in short-form cricket, cricket in Australia? Yeah, England need to get sharper at the death with ball in hand. Uh, the numbers over the last period of time, England are down on the on the numbers. They need to be better at finishing off innings. Um, it can't get to the point where whatever, I suppose, the Kevin Keegan football, where however many goals you score, we're going to score more. We can't always go down that route with the batters because we have a wonderful batting prowess. We just need to arrest those death overs and be a bit smarter about how we go about that. Unfortunately, in this series, I don't think the challenge has been quite there with the power hitting from the Netherlands, and that's not taking anything away from the England ball well up front, but um, that is a challenge moving forward for England. Who can be replacing if Archer is fit to close out games uh, from a bowling point of view? Yeah, so I like that, and I noticed that I think that proved in the last year's 2020 World Cup in the Middle East, actually. We saw at times Chris Jordan had a bad game somewhere, I think in the semi, did he? Or, you know, the, 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 it is a fair point. Um, we're focusing on 50 over cricket here. Here's a much wider question uh, while we're waiting for some interviews. I, is it a game that sustains itself for you in quality, or is it a game that's running out of time? I think we are the luckiest sport on the planet because we have something for somebody that has five days to spare. We have somebody who has a day to spare and we have somebody who has three or four hours to spare. Um, I think we should champion all three facets. I think there is a thirst for it all. But I feel like at times we are trying to diminish a format to try and get something else in to big another format up. I think we can speak gloriously about it all because we are very good at it all if we are allowed to expose our skill sets to it in the appropriate manner. Come on, I want an answer from you, then I'll give you uh, my answer. I would say I would I would have said it's running out of time, but I think England can take this format to a new level if they're going to go all the way through. You know, the normal way it, it pans out, the normal running script is you have a go early on, then you bat through the middle, it's quite boring, people lose interest, and then you have a go at the end again. I think England are showing if you play a batting lineup like this and you've still got the bowling covered, you can afford to be really aggressive. And if teams are getting 450, 500, it's, it's not unexciting. It, it, it is watchable and, and it will keep people coming back to it. So I think in, in its old uh, format, it's going to struggle. It, it, we probably don't need it. Um, but if they can reinvent it and, and make it more exciting, then it, it has some more time. Well, I'm so on Gareth Baddy's page. For me, the format of the game is irrelevant. This whole thing is about bat and ball. If the balance is good between bat and ball, the game's too wonderful to worry about how long you do or don't play it for. It works over five days, it works over ten overs a side. And 50 over a side is, is a proven thing that appeals to 
lots of people and also to television companies. It must be remembered that the 50-over game is valuable. I think the World Super League could have more profile and be better thought through, which is effectively the qualification and seeding process for the World Cup itself. Um, but other than that, I hope they persevere with it. Uh, I worry that a World Cup T20 every year can overrun it. I think the ICC needs to be very careful of overkill with T20 because you need to protect, not, not because of T20 itself, but because of the protection of, a, of the other formats. But for me, any format of cricket will do. That's why I support the 100, because I believe any format works. Right, Jason Roy is ready. Time in the series, you must be chuffed. Yeah, very chuffed. Uh, very chuffed to finish on a high as well. Um, send our incredible travelling fans home with a smile on their face as well. How difficult is it when you're tuning up in the series not to get complacent and keep your standards so high? Yeah, we've always um, proud ourselves on our standards throughout the series. Um, sometimes it might have started badly, but we, we pick up towards the back end. Um, but we've been brilliant here. The bowlers were, were great, and um, yeah, it was made up for Paney getting his uh, first wicket as well. Huge series ahead, huge summer ahead for England cricket, the white ball and the T20 <coughs> World Cup around the corner. Is yeah. this the perfect start? It's, it's a great start. It's a good, um, good benchmark for us to, to see where we're all at and uh, in our games individually. Um, but we've got big tests in the summer now coming up, so time to get back, work hard and, and rejoin there and go again. You mentioned David Payne, but also Phil Salt coming in. Brighton Cars has been impressive. How good have those guys coming into the side? How good have they been? Yeah, they've come in and they've looked like they've played 50 games. You know, they haven't looked like new players. They've come in, um, enjoyed the atmosphere in the change room, joined them with everything um, and played some very um, exciting cricket. So the future's bright. You mentioned the fans, the wonderful fans. They're going to be flying home tonight, no doubt. Uh, a word for them before you go? Yeah, like I said at the start, they've been unbelievable. Um, I'm sure they've enjoyed themselves here. Uh, it's probably a pretty good place to come uh, travel to. I think we should try and make a bit of a habit of it. Wonderful. Well played, Jason Roy, man of the match. Brilliant yes. stuff. Enjoy your summer. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, make a bit of a habit of it. We like that. We, we, we get that. Amsterdam's party town. <laughs> I think they all had a great time, those uh, English uh, fans. We've got uh, Scott Edwards ready to go, I think. I suppose, uh, but uh, some learnings, I'm sure, to take away. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, from where we started this series, well, I suppose they got a hold of us there as well. But um, obviously, yeah, we took some good learnings from it. The boys will be better for it. And, uh, you know, we'll come back hard in our next series. Your own form, incredible. You've got four 50s in your last six ODIs. Uh, you must be seeing the ball really well and happy with your own form. Yeah, yeah, seeing pretty well. Um, I thought today was a little bit of a harder wicket and they made it look pretty easy. So, you know, here's what it is. 203 for three at one stage, 244 all out. What were you hoping to get from your 50 overs? We were looking at sort of that 280. We thought with the wicket starting to slow down and spin, um, that would have us in the game. Uh, but, yeah, just those wickets at the end. I thought credit to England, they bowled really well um, sort of after that 30th over to tie us down and take those wickets. You mentioned the bowling. You had some interesting ploys at the start with new ball. You went short. What was the reason for that? Oh, just a wicket-taking option. That's where we had our guys out. Um, you know, we got some top edges from it, but they just, you know, they fly away if you don't, if you don't get to them. So. You've got a massive summer ahead. You're going to Zimbabwe very soon. Bad luck this week, but all the best for the rest of the summer. Awesome. Thanks, mate. Scott Edwards, who took over the captaincy after the first game when Peter Silo stood down. Um, do we have anybody else? We do. Joss Butler. Very happy. Um, another great victory. Um, I thought we played really well. I thought with the ball, um, no to restrict them. There we picked up wickets at crucial times, and uh, yeah, brilliant batting display again. Your own form, incredible IPL. You're just carrying on. Picked up where you left off. Yeah, feeling good. Um, you know, uh, you know, don't get too uh, giddy with it. Just try and keep going, and um, no, make sure enjoying it when you when you're playing well. 
A big summer ahead. I mentioned to Jason Roy, a lot of cricket and the T20 World Cup around the corner. A great platform, a great star for you and your side here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of cricket coming up in a short space of time, which is very exciting. Um, we've got great depth in the squad, more guys standing up on, on this trip and uh, pushing the competition in the squad, which is just what we want to see. Is it a perfect series to get some new players into the side, like Phil Salt, Bryden Carras, and obviously David Payne today, debut. He got a wicket a bit later than he probably would have thought, if you ask Liam Livingston, but lovely for David Payne to get his first wicket. Yeah, absolutely. I thought he bowled beautifully on debut. Um, I thought he was threatening at the top, um, and he came back really well as well, so a great debut from him. I thought Bryden Carras looks exciting. Been really impressed with Phil Salt. So, again, there's just a really deep pool of players that are, that are pushing the game forward for us in English cricket. And you're playing with 12 men, it seems, with this travelling Barmy Army. They've been great again. A word before they get on the plane home? Yeah, we're, we're incredibly fortunate to have such great support, aren't we? I think uh, Amsterdam away is probably a trip that most of the Barmy Army quite fancy. So thank you to everyone who's, who's travelled. It's, uh, it's been great. We've, we've loved the three games. We've loved the week here. It's been, it's been brilliant. Well, you've been brilliant. You're a player of the series. You have won the SportsBuzz.com Cup. If you can bring the rest of your team in to celebrate and lift this trophy, Joss Butler and England, 3-0 winners. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including... England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Yeah, and well done to Joss Butler too. Uh, there's something about his cricket at the moment that's got some magic to it. He's in prime form, but he's not wasting that form. He's got all the smarts, he's got all the skills, he's widely respected amongst the other players, he's ready to step into the shoes of leadership at any point that it's needed, whether full term or not. Uh, Owen is at the front, the middle uh, there, uh, alongside Adil Rashid and Joss Butler, the other side. And they all do their bit there, you know, there's no doubt. They work as one, Gareth. 
Yeah, it's a uh, it's a real tight unit. The um, the, the white white ball team for England. Um, they do things for each other. It's a very calm and relaxed atmosphere to express yourselves in with your skill sets. Um, and it is, well, it's envied around the world, I think. It's pretty uh, obvious uh, sort of descriptions when you hear people talk about it, people that have been in it, people observing it. It is um, it is something to, um, to cherish and look after. And every single one of those uh, fellas that have been on that trip will be wanting to make sure that that stays for a long time it's uh, it's a it's a very nice thing that England have created there what about the Holland side um how damaging is this or not no not at all I would have thought um as Scott Edwards mentioned the learnings there I think it's quite a cliche to say at the end of a, a series but if they're smart about it they they can review it and and give feedback to the players and, and give them points to take away to to work on I think today was disappointing and if we think they were 200 for three or 40 overs. You know, I said to you, 280, being the sports broadcaster that you are, you said, no, they're not going to get 280, and, and they fell way short. But I, I think that's a a mistake from their part. You shouldn't finish 244, whatever they got there, after being 200 for three or, or 40 overs. So so there's something tangible you can go away and say, look, how do we structure those last 10 overs? What can we do to make sure we don't lose three wickets for five runs and totally stall, stall the, um, you know, setting the score? Um and and with the bowling, it'll be the same. They can look at heat maps and and look at matchups and where they wanted to bowl. And and clearly they they could have done better. And and Ryan Cook and Ryan Campbell will be doing that with the players over the next few days. Now, one of the problems of playing against a batting lineup like England is that you can push too hard for too many. So I I think they got into a problem there today with exactly that. England had, as Gareth mentioned, all the skills taking the pace off the ball, getting into the pitch, changing their lengths, mixing up the bumpers at a stage at which the Dutch really needed to accelerate to get to the 280 that you had in mind. And that's when they perished. Can you push too hard too early because you know what England are capable of with the bat? Yeah, I think that's a, a general uh, a good point. Um, today, look, I don't think they were thinking 280 is going to be a winning score necessarily. And I think that was probably the right calculation from being 200 for three, 280, even 270, somewhere around there would have been good. So you can use that as in mitigation to say why they fell off, but also to, to justify only getting 44. So four and a half runs and over in the last 10 when you three down with two set batters. I think they can be better th- than that even against quality opposition. And, and even with the, without being derogatory, the limited skill sets they have, they, they should be doing better. If they, if they miss, they should be getting 260 for, for my money. Yeah, I mean, it's almost taking it back to an Olympian. You go on the 100-metre the final, and you've got a guy that can run 9.70, but your best time is 11.20. You physically can't beat that guy, but can you get to your best potential? Can you maximise your best run? And I think what, that's what the Netherlands have to get out of this. How do we maximise? How do we get that fractionally better individually? So that those little, tiny mistakes that were made, and you understand why they were made, because England are a powerhouse how then you move on from that to get better and better and better. We can only judge ourselves on, on our skill sets and what, what, what is our ceiling, what is our level that we can get to. And I think it's a good way of looking at it that way as opposed to looking at your opposition, which, in, and I mean this with the utmost respect, there's p- probably never a chance of getting 450, 500 that England possibly could. So just get your levels as high as you can get them. What level are they? Give, give, give a clue to the p- people out there that watch county cricket. Are they mid-table <laughs> county side? 
No, they're not. They're not as good as that. I would say they are a very good second eleven side. Um, I'll be honest. Ah, uh, they've surpassed my expectation here uh, in both the series. You know, most of these guys haven't played more than a handful of club games. They they they're young guys. Very few of them have played list day or T Twenty internationals. So if you look at it in that context, you know what is the reference point? The highest standard they probably would have played would have been somewhere like County Two's cricket. Okay, that's interesting. But they got some County first 11 players haven't they they've got two or three not here a couple that came back for this game um so what you're saying is they've got five or six first class players and five or six waiting to be first class players so is that about right yeah and only uh two played in, in this last game obviously i think someone like a scott edwards and, and a max O'Dowd are probably uh first class cricketers in my opinion um but mixed in amongst that were, were a lot of inexperienced young guys who if we look six months ago, we weren't even considering them for for the World Cup quali- qualifiers or other associate events. So I, th- I think they've done a little miracle there preparing those guys for these two series. Uh, okay, very good. And uh, the series overall, Gareth, uh, I mean, it's the same story in each match, really, isn't it? England dominant. I mean, there was a moment in the run chase on Sunday where there might have been a wobble, but I suspect not because there's an inherent confidence spread through this team. Um, and it, this is useful stuff, isn't it? Starting the summer out with with uh, higher mountains to climb. Yeah, and, it, and you never know what is around the corner. You don't know what injuries are awaiting us. We are, we're, we're a few deep in the injury list with the bowlers at the minute. You don't know. It only takes a couple of batters to, to get knocks on the hands and all, all, all of a sudden you, you're losing your, your powerhouse. Um, there's some young players that have put their hand up there. There are some guys that have got some experience. There are some guys that have gone on and got an international 100 um, that wouldn't have had it before this so it, it's a it's a real positive for England that they're getting a, a nucleus of players not just the squad of 15 they're talking about you know possibly 25 that they could genuinely go with any one of those names dependent on form and dependent on uh, on fitness so guys if, if we look at the world order of things um, England India Australia South Africa Pakistan a lot of pretty good sides out there it's not a it you know at 50 over cricket tends to get you the best side winning more often than not but you wouldn't necessarily say it's that easy to determine who the best sides are and we've got India and South Africa here this summer yeah absolutely because it's a longer game one person generally doesn't win you a game no, whereas it's not a tw- like that quick fix in a T20 game no is it? T20 somebody goes and gets 100 in 35 40 balls generally that team wins so it's very unlikely that you lose or come out the wrong side of it so I, I think you need at least two batters getting good scores in a one day international and probably two if not three of your bowlers really putting their hand up um, I think England are, are very very nicely poised all bases loaded but I would never ever discount Pakistan because they produce players from nowhere with with outrageous skill sets um, Australia always always have a tenacity and a, and a ferocious nature about them, which they will take anybody on. And South Africa, arguably, ac- across all sports, they just produce uh, very fine uh, very fine teams. I saw Australia beaten by England in Dubai in the T20 World Cup when Butler slammed them round the park. They beat them almost before you could blink. They beat them so easy. And then Australia go on and win a tournament. So there's your, there's your point. Well, well made, I think. Yeah, and I missed out India, the absolute powerhouse of, of our great game. Um, everything's coming through India at the minute because they just do it so well. They love it so much. And uh, They've gone quiet and 50 over 
cricket, funnily enough. For South Africa beat them 3-0 in South Africa. They've been nothing like as dominant of late as you might expect them to be in, in that format of the game. And I sometimes wonder if their cricket at this time of year reflects tired players after a long IPL. Yeah, and, and is it a bit of a changing of the guard with the core shifting over from the captaincy and so on and so forth? Um, has the focus shifted? Is there a change in the way that they're thinking? And uh, they're thinking two different ways, and, and that isn't with a 50 over in mind. I, I'd be amazed if they're not going into these uh, massive competitions, not desperate to win it. Um, can the Dutch qualify for these big tournaments? Do you see them uh, getting any better, or do you think there is a, it's a stagnant period in Dutch cricket? Uh, no, I think they, they're on the up. I think they are getting better. I think they're going to qualify sort of on the periphery of the tournaments, that being the, you know, a lot of these tournaments now have a pre-qualifying phase. So I think when they go to Zimbabwe in, in a few weeks or a month's time, they should be strong enough to get past a couple of associate sides that are in, in their group and, and they should therefore qualify for the, for the main tournament or the qualifying part of the main tournament. Okay, fascinating to uh, listen to you guys talk. I just want to finish if I may, on, you know, to some degree, the beauty of the game, because watching England is inspirational for young people at the moment. These very fine players at their best, playing outstanding cricket with a smile on their face. It comes off the back of what we just saw in those two test matches and Brendan McCullum and, and, and Ben Stokes taking charge of the side. This is a, a, a golden little period for English cricket on the field that needs to be properly exploited off the field. Yeah, we need to harness the the great things that we're seeing and, and keep promoting this game. And I think we've seen it in this series. We saw Adil Rashid today in the Nets with, with the Netherlands players. The Netherlands have played their part in this. They've not just turned up to be, to make the numbers. They want to get better. They want to evolve their game within the game that England are playing. I think it's all a positive for the game. And we just need to, for once in, in the chapter of this great game, actually speak well of the game for long periods of time because it is... A wonderful game, and we're doing some really good stuff in this country. We just love to shoot ourselves in the foot from time to time. Well, we, we, there, there might be issues with the structure of the first-class game in England. I mean, that, that, that's fine, and we can look to fix those, but um, some of the narratives aren't good enough, and in the national conversation, we need the best players performing at their best, which they're starting to do, which turns England into a much better team. It, it's, it's not true to say that, that England don't have the talent. They do. It's just getting the talent to perform in the right place. There are certain places it's very hard to go and play, and we had them back-to-back with India and Australia, two very tough tours back-to-back. And, of course, you get on the wrong end of those tours and on the wrong roll, and you can take a hammering. I mean, England won the first test in India, as we know. We covered it in the middle of the night, and all things were hunky-dory, but then they took a hammering in the series. So my point is it's really for the English game to start talking itself up a bit. That's what... And therefore, the national conversation in the in the highways and byways of each of the towns and cities of this land will will begin to to take cricket seriously again as a as a nas- national sport. Yeah, and we take a lead from Josh Butler, from Jason Roy today, who were great ambassadors for our country and our game. Uh, they did it in with a flair, a panache, a wonderful thing to be a part of. Uh, and they're selling the game. We need to keep selling it with microphone in hand. Uh, and the public need to sell it to their friends. Come and see it. I went to watch this game here. What a spectacle. What a great game it was. Um, I think it is very healthy in this country. Um, I go against a lot of people that say our first-class structure is, is is not the best in the world. It is. It is comfortably. It can be tweaked and made better. Yes, of course it can. But it is the best. We produce consistently the best first-class players. 
and all the other stuff that goes with it, all the other comps that we have are right up there. We can't compete with the billion-pound business of the IPL, so let's forget about that. But we compete across everybody else. It, it, it was a billion pound business. It's now, it's now a five and a half billion pound business. <laughs> so it, it's, it's become even harder to compete with. Uh, and I'm, I, I, I suspect that its exponential growth means that it'll get bigger and bigger. Um, OK, and a last word. Pick a moment from the series, boys, that just absolute caught your eye and, 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 and just made you sort of salivate at the game. Uh, I'm going to pick a Dutch moment, and that'll be Sherry's Ahmed getting his first wicket, uh, young leg spin on debut, just that elation, the joy, and the sort of points you guys are talking about around selling the game and, and the pure enjoyment that it brings to people. To me, that was a, a, a combination of everything I want to see from cricket and, and, and the pure joy that it can bring. It's lovely to see that again. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the last the last ending of the of the game when Joss Butler hit uh, a foolish ball for six, effortless skill. Panache didn't over-celebrate, but showed the joy of winning a, a sporting event, a cricket match in this instance, but went around all the, all the Netherlands guys, shaking hands and conversing and talking with them, um, and that is what sport is about. Yes, you win the game, but then you do it in the correct manner, and England have covered themselves in glory this game. Well, it's very aggravating of you because that was mine too. And because I had it in my head, that's why I asked you the question. So we've chosen Joss Butler. Strong arms, strong wrists, great eye, great timing, remarkable talent. Finishing the series by landing a blow deep into the trees in Amstelveen. England have won by 3-0 on their brief tour here by playing commanding cricket against the side in transition and anyway well below them in levels of talent. But that side, the Dutch played with courage, well, of course they did, because that's uh, very much their vein of thinking and performance. England on a good journey then. More to come this summer for this side. So much more. The Owen Morgan question still to unravel. But in Joss Butler, England have one of the world's geniuses. Goodbye. Short, oh, and he spliced a pull shot and is caught by Livingston. Oh, that's high. Is it handsome or is it out? It's out. Very good catch by Liam Livingston. Oh, he's got him. He's got him. Liam Livingston takes the wicket. That's driven down the ground to, towards long on, and it brings up 50 for Bastelera. Well played. He is on his way. Oh, and that's a leading edge from Van Beek, and that will be a simple catch for Rashid at mid-off. And David Willey has his second. Willey to finish the over. Bowls ducks. Middle and leg. He was trying to play a straight drive, relying on hand-eye coordination. Willey goes in. Bowls Van Meekeren, who's aiming for Belgium. With that one, misses. And the stumps get rearranged. And the Netherlands are all out. 244. Now he's down the pitch and works it away leg side. Wonderful batting. Knowing the bowler dead, ball short again. From Mikkeren in, short pulled away by Roy through mid-wicket. Savage that. Recent season's bowled him. Van Mikkeren's got through Philip Salt. We've done him. Yes, uh, Van Mikkeren. Bowled him, he's bowled him. Short uh, delivery, he didn't get up. Stayed low on his cuts and his pulls. Butler. Joss Butler. Six more. Van Meekeren in, oh, Joss Butler's got underneath this one, it's gone high, it's gone very high, has it gone long? Of course it has. Joss Butler this time dispatches it along the ground, out to wide long on for four more. Van Meekeren, he's, he's, he's got a, 
a man, a look of a man who's just been told a joke. He doesn't understand the punchline. There it goes, Josh Butler, flick, nonchalant bottom hand, and he's flicked the ball into the Amsterdam bush, the forest, to end the series, much as it started, with another lost ball. He's flicked it out of the ground. Josh Butler, in emphatic fashion, moves on to 86 not out. Jason Roy, 101 not out. These two came together at 85 for two, and uh, they have won the game with 19.5 overs to spare. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 